Hey, so uh, it's a real blessing for us to be here and you're watching online. You know what? God can move powerfully through the screen today. So just like everyone in this room, you guys watching online, watching at home, watching in the other churches, you guys actually need to put your seatbelts on as well. Get ready. Okay, so uh, Michael and I, we turned up on uh, Friday, went to our hotel, and Michael travels with me. Just stand up, Michael, and wave. Thank you. So Michael travels with me wherever I go, and uh, it was very special for us on Friday to go into our hotel rooms, and there was a lovely um, welcome pack for me with some goodies, and there was also a welcome pack for Michael. And because we travel so much together, that's the first time ever anyone has ever honoured Michael. And for us, it meant so much. So Jan and Sarah, thank you so much. It it legit legit meant heaps to us, eh? Because, um, you know, he travels with me a lot and he helps me out a lot. And I I prefer travelling with him than not. So uh, I just want to honour you too, bro. You're such a blessing to me. So today, I want to I talk to you about the, the power of the seed. You see, the Bible says that it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So we have God living inside of us. And as I travel around, I, I hear a lot of things, and I hear this often. I don't share the gospel because I'm not an evangelist. And I I want you to know today that that's actually a lie from the pit of hell. The devil wants you actually not to share the gospel. He wants you to be muzzled and quiet. But the job of the evangelist is actually to be working inside the church building, to equipping, Ephesians 4, equipping the church to be brave out there. And you see, you can't give what you haven't got. So the Bible says, freely we receive. And I think sometimes we'll put a little full stop there. And we freely we receive. And then we, Lord, give me more. Give me more, Jesus. Give me more. And I think God's sometimes looking down going, what are you doing with what I've already given you? What are you doing with that bit? I'd love to give you more, but just spill that bit out. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I, just, I just think that, that the power of the seed is so powerful. When you look into someone's eyes and say, hey, I just want you to know that Jesus loves you, that is such a powerful thing that you can say. And it actually doesn't matter how they respond. It doesn't matter how they respond because I believe with all my heart, when you look into someone's eye and say, hey, I just want you to know today, Jesus loves you, you're planting a seed in them. Mark 8 verse 11 says, the seed is the word of God. So we're imparting that into people every day. And sometimes it won't go to plan. Sometimes things just don't go to plan. And that's okay. If we could put that slide up. Sometimes it doesn't go to plan. But here's the deal. God will still use those opportunities. I can remember one day I was with a friend of mine and got quite a strong prophetic gift on me. Well, so I thought. 
And I saw a postie on a bike, you know, the posties is coming down the footpath. And I said to my friend, I said, hey man, God's given me his name. And he goes, really? I said, yeah. So check this out. We're going to share the gospel and I'm going to start it by going, hey bro, God, the one in heaven that loves you just told me what your name is. And he wasn't wearing a name badge. <laughs> so the postie comes to us and I said, hey bro, just give me one minute, man. I'm a Christian. And uh, I believe God's so real. Actually, he's that real. He's told me what your name is. And the post, he goes, really? And I go, yeah, your name's Steve, eh? And he goes, no. <laughs> oh, your dad. Your dad's name's Steve, eh? No. Do you have a cat? <laughs> totally blew it. Made such a mistake. But here's the deal. We spent 20 minutes sharing with him. We got to pray for him. You see, we got to minister to him. And the devil would say to you, well, you muck that up. That will have no bearing. That's not true. It's the power of the seed. You see, the seed went in. Every single time you share the gospel with someone, the seed is going in. Whether they react what must I do to be saved or get out of my blankety blank face? It doesn't matter because the seed is going in. I was at Living Waters Church. I don't go to Living Waters. Um, I was with Wes and Janet at Living Waters for many, many years. And Breezy and I, we live 55 minutes from that church. With all my travel, I'm at church, my own church, four weekends out of a year. But Bree goes to church every weekend and she has four children. So we decided to, to uh, plant ourselves in a New Life Church. We're both, Breezy and I are credentialed and ordained with New Life Churches New Zealand. That's why it's so amazing that we, we do all this stuff together and we're different. It's the same Jesus. Do you know there's no denomination in heaven? Do you know the Baptists aren't going to be down by the river? The Pentecostals up on the hill, the Catholics over that side? Church, heaven is one big mega church. No denominations. And I think that's beautiful. So... So we, uh, we decided with all my travel and everything that we'd plant ourselves in a new life church that's five minutes from our home, and it's awesome. But last Sunday night, a friend of mine, Daniel Hagen, was preaching at Living Waters, and he'd just been speaking at our school. And uh, so we went along. And I'm in worship, worshiping Jesus. It was amazing. And as I'm worshiping Jesus, someone taps me on the shoulder. I turn around. He puts his hand out to shake my hand. I shake his hand. He goes, how are you going? I said, yeah, really good. It got a wee bit awkward. I mean, hello, we're worshiping God here. And I didn't know who he was. And I went, okay. And so I just carry on worshiping. And then after the service, the same guy comes up to me. He's got tears in his eyes. His eyes are all red. And he said, you don't know who I am, do you? I said, no, sorry, man. No idea. I meet a lot of people. I've got no idea who you are. He said, do you know, 10 years ago, when you owned your drainage company called Mr. Pooh, I used to do the traffic management. I used to close the roads for you guys so you could dig up the roads. And 10 years ago, you told me about Jesus. And you told me that he loved me. But you said to me, don't die without Jesus. And that deeply offended me. You really offended me, man. And I went, oh, okay. He said, but tonight I come to church and I couldn't believe this is the first time I've been to a, a, a church and you're there. I couldn't believe it. And I said, well, bro, I don't even go to this church. And he goes, your friend Daniel just led me to Jesus. And he said, but here's the kicker. Here's the, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Come on, 
Jesus. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. He said, I never forgot the words that you spoke to me 10 years ago. That is the power of the seed, man. It's amazing. And that's not because there was an evangelist on a, on a job site. That's because there was a normal Christian just like you on a job site. Just like you guys watching online, watching at home. God wants to use you powerfully to share the gospel every day. If there was ever a need in our world right now for hope, it's right now. And God wants to use you to birth that hope in people wherever you go. The simplicity of the gospel. You know, the Bible says he leaves the 99 to go after the one. Michael and I were, uh, were in Australia uh, three weeks ago and, um, and doing an evangelism school over there. And uh, we, on the Saturday, we do a big outreach. It's very exciting. And I had a bit of an idea because there's a place there on the Sunshine Coast where um, heaps of people hang out. And it's a great place to open air preach. And uh, not for a half an hour, not being weird, just like a, a minute, minute and a half, just a, a Holy Ghost bomb. That's kind of what we like to do. And, um, and I had a bit of an idea. You know those bottles that they use on, um, uh, on movie sets that you can smash them over your head and it's not real glass? I thought we need to get some of them. And I said to a friend of mine, an Aussie evangelist, I said, hey, bro, what we're going to do is you're going to have a bottle and I want you to fill it up and I want you to not wear a Christian T-shirt, wear something like Iron Maiden or something. And I want you to look angry. And when I'm preaching, I want you to heckle me and get really, really obnoxious. And, and that will help draw the crowd. And so then we got the, the whole school, evangelism school that we were doing over there to get on board. And half the room, so 50 of the students were on my side and 50 of the students were on his side. And I said, I want you guys to really heckle me. And I want you guys to go, come on, preacher, keep preaching, brother. I want you that. And that will draw a crowd. And then, Lee, I want you to call me out and say, hey, tough guy, if your God's that real, get down here right now. Come on. And that will help draw the crowd, you see. And then when I come down, I want you to bottle me and I'll fall over and then you preach Jesus. Great plan. I told Breezy, my wife, and she said, oh my goodness, don't do that. Don't do that. You'll end up in jail. I thought, cool, we'll do a cell group. They'll be fine. And uh, so that's all good. So uh, we get to the beach and we're, we're, we've got all our, all our students. It's awesome. But the wind is so windy and it just wouldn't have worked. You know, and sometimes God will make plan B better than plan A. So, uh, so we got all the students said, hey, just go. Just go all over the streets and just go and love on people. Just go and pay for people's coffees, lunches. Just go and pray for the sick, da, da, da. And so I still had my bottle. My, my bottle was in bubble wrap, $80 each. And we got three of them. And I accidentally broke the first one with my hand. Uh, so I'm walking around with this bubble wrap bottle. I, I go to a group of guys. I say, hey guys, how are you? I just want you to know something amazing today. Oh yeah, what's that? I want you to know that Jesus loves you guys. Oh yeah, cool, cool. I said, oh, you don't seem that stoked. Would you like to bottle me? They go, 
what do you mean? I said, would you like to get a bottle and actually smash it over my head and your friends could film it? He goes, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I said, cool, here's the bottle. I said, but here's the deal. If you bottle me, then you've got to let me pray for you. They're going, yeah, yeah, let him pray for you, bro. Let's bottle and let him pray for you. They were like these little demonic evangelists. So they're really keen. So that's cool. So, um, so, but what I didn't realize, I wanted it to look authentic. So I got some Heineken stickers. Heineken, you probably don't know, Christians, you don't know what Heineken is. It's a beverage, apparently. So we put these Heineken stickers on it, which I thought was a good idea, but it didn't make the bottle break properly. So when he smashed it on my head, it really hurt. Bree was right. So he did that. It was awesome. And then we had the, the privilege of praying for him. But here's the deal. As we prayed for him, it was so lovely. And then after our prayer, he said, hey, could you guys please pray again? I want to play rugby for the NRL. And I'd love you guys just to pray that that would, that would happen. And we said, yeah, of course, bro. Then we got, you won't see this. I've got a little clip I'm going to play. You won't see this in the clip because I want it to be a little bit sensitive. But five minutes after this clip that you're about to watch, we shared the gospel with him and said to him, so what do you want to do with Jesus? And he said, today, I want to give my whole life to Jesus. The simplicity of the gospel. Check out this little video. coincidence today that he bottled a crazy Christian guy, but this is, this is just a, a beautiful picture of normal Christianity. Lord, show him how much you love him, show him you've got a plan for his life, and I pray tonight, even as he sleeps, you'd reveal yourself to him tonight, in your precious name, amen. Okay. Can you pray for me, because I want to be in the Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Lord, I thank you that your, your word says you'll give us the desires of our hearts. Lord, that he wants to be an NRL rugby league. You make our dreams realities. Lord, but more importantly, show him deep in his heart how much you love him. Amen. God bless you, man. God bless you, bro. I was honored to be bottled by you, bro. see, here's the deal. That young man on his 16th birthday gave his life to Jesus. 
It's the simplicity of the gospel. It's thinking outside the square. See, if you go into, what's the mall here? Is it the base? Say you go into the base today for lunch and you're walking through the base and you've been a little bit inspired by what Dad said today and you go, Jesus, who do you want me to talk to today, Lord? I don't think he's going to look down and go, nobody, it's not your personality type. (laughs) He won't. He'll say that one. Then he'll say that one. And once you finish, go and pray for that one. You see, God wants to use you. He wants to use you to share the gospel every day. That's actually normal Christianity. You see, I'm going to preach tonight on revival. Be here tonight. It's going to be powerful, man. And that revival flame is, yes, it's for us to to heal the brokenness, to, to just to draw us in deeper into His presence. Fresh revelation. It's so beautiful. But that fire is so that we'll have the courage to go and touch the world. That would actually have faith when we lay our hands on someone with cancer that the cancers would drop off. That would have that faith to believe what is written in here. God can use our little lives to do it. We just did a, here's a bit of a praise report from the harvest field for you. Uh, Last weekend, we were down in Matara which is um, 10 minutes out of Gore. And the, the church that we've been working with for a year and a half or so, they have 25 people in their church. And that's if all the visitors turn up. Very small church. But you see, they were so desperate to see the gospel preached in their little town. Their little town's very strong, mongrel mob. And it's, uh, it's, it's quite a rough town. And on, last, on Friday, we did a, a training day with them. And on Saturday, we door knocked 676 houses to share the gospel and to invite the community to a family fun day, similar to what you guys did with your light party. That's amazing, man. So amazing. And, And so the community turned up for a family fun day. We had... Uh, live music, we had bouncy castles, we had those balls that you go in and you roll around in, and we had heaps of food stalls. It was amazing. And then we invite them back to to the community hall where we had a couple of cell phones that we gave away. We had watches that we gave away. We had a BMX bike for children we gave away. Makeup for the men we gave away. (laughs) We had all these amazing things. You know, that little church of 25 people spent $20,000 to bless their community in one day because they see the value in community and they see the value in a soul. Preached that night, it was so powerful, just a straight down the line gospel message. I preached about heaven, I preached about hell, I preached about sin, I preached about forgiveness, I preached about the king hanging on a cross. There was 20 people that night that gave their lives to Jesus for the first time. 20 first time decisions, so get your head around this. So that little church with 25 people in it, that pretty much doubled overnight. Because the church had a plan to bless their community. Just so awesome. I just love that sort of thing, man. But here's the, here's the deal. That's awesome. And we love the uh, outreaches like that. But I actually believe with all my heart that 25 years into this now, we can't have this outreach mindset. Yeah. 
It's not about us getting together and doing something big like that. It's super fun doing that. Hear my heart, but if we only do that once a year, we've missed the whole point. I believe that you and I, we are the outreach. I don't believe it's something that we go on. I believe it's something that we are. I don't edge, and and I'm not being prideful here, but I don't believe and I don't pray for divine appointments. I, I reckon I am a divine appointment. I reckon you are a divine appointment. But the devil will try and muzzle you. He'll try and keep you quiet. He'll he'll give you a thousand reasons why not to share the gospel. But the Bible clearly says there is only two times, two times when you should share the gospel. That's in season and out of season. That's all the time, man. And God wants to use you sowing seeds every day, wherever you go, just sowing seeds. What if our Facebook profile, our Facebook pages and Instagram and TikTok, what if just for a month we stopped taking photos and posting about cats and cakes? Just for a month. And just put Jesus all over our social media. That Jesus loves you. He's got a plan. Put your testimony online. Time to step out of the boat. In my little life, I'd way rather be wet in the arms of Jesus than dry sitting in a blooming boat. I got a, uh, a text message from a dude this week. And to be fair, I actually thought we were friends. But we actually weren't, according to him. Because <laughs> I shared the gospel with him and he got deeply offended. And then he texted me this week and I asked him just to put a wee video together just for you guys this morning. So check this out. It's about the seed. Thanks, bro. Daz, what's up? You watching? How are you? Um, that's just what I'm going to share a little bit, so I'm going to wrap it up and try and do this as quick as I can. But um, I met Daz about two years ago in Cairns, where I live, North Queensland. Um, I was running and working in the fitness industry as a personal trainer, and I was working on the front counter of a gym one day, and um, Daz come up to me, and I thought, wow, who is this guy? Um, we had a good conversation, and then Daz asked me the question. He said, Mark, if you died tonight, where would you go? And the conversation moved on, and Daz was like, Mark, if you died tonight, you, you could go to hell. I was so offended. <laughs> I was so offended. Um, I was so offended that I blocked Daz on all my social media, but I didn't want to know about it. But i tell you something, he was 100% correct. Jesus wasn't at the center of my life, and I wasn't living my life with a, as a Christian. You see, I've been a drug dealer. I was a drug dealer for about 20 years of my life. I lived so far from God, and I thought I was a Christian. And if I had died, I actually would have gone to hell. So see, Daz planted a seed that night, and it was a seed of doubt with the way I was living my own life. It was a seed of truth that if I had died, I would have been going to hell, like many of my brothers and sisters have done beforehand. Um, I'm clean now. I haven't touched any drugs. I'm free. I had a really bad cocaine problem two years since I've touched that. Weed was the hardest one for me. I haven't touched any weed now for eight months. Me and my partner have never got along so good. Jesus is at the center of our lives. We attend church, but it's not just that. It's how we live our life. We put Christ at the center of our relationship. He's at the center of my world. My whole life's changed. I'm no longer an addict. I'm set free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. I've never been happier. I have my son. I've been blessed with an amazing job. I've been blessed with a new car. I've been blessed with all the little small things I've ever wanted in my life hope that you watching this might inspire you. I hope that tonight Daz can spread some seed on all your lives. 
And I hope that maybe perhaps you could ask yourself the question too, that if you were to die tonight, where would you go? Glad you asked me that question, Daz. Glad you challenged me. Much love. Power of the Sea. You see, that's not because an evangelist walked into a gym in Cairns. That's just a normal Christian. Just a normal Christian. Just looking someone in the eye and telling them the truth. You see, a friend will warn people. And we don't want to water this thing down so it becomes so palatable that people go, oh yeah, cool, I'll give that Jesus thing a go. It's sweet. They need to understand why Jesus came and died on the cross. They need to understand that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. You know, and you may be thinking, well, um, you know, sometimes I, I, I struggle with fear. I want you to know that I struggle with fear all the time. I have to push through it. But I would rather do it afraid than not do it at all. I remember I was on a flight and um, flying, I was actually flying uh, from Cairns to Melbourne and then Melbourne back to Christchurch. And uh, so I'm on the flight and just by myself and Holy Ghost said, I'd like you to stand up and preach. And I thought, yeah, that sounds cool. I'd like to do that too. And because we do that at the end of the flight, you know, when everyone's in such a rush to get out of the plane, but the doors aren't even open. That's the great time to, to share the gospel. And my, that's what I do on my lane anyway. Um, I've got videos actually of flight attendants coming up to me and going, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Do you know my favorite church to preach in is in New Zealand? <laughs> so, but that's my lane. You see, we're, you know, Pastor Sheridan said this morning, both services, that he honors that I'm in my lane. And that is my lane. That doesn't mean that you have to do that. But wouldn't it be awesome if you were sitting on a plane next to someone for three hours and you just told them, hey, I just want you to know before we go that God really loves you. That took five seconds. Five seconds out of a three-hour flight. It's not major. So I'm on the plane. I'm a bit scared because I'm thinking... You can't do that when the thing's flying. They'll, they'll turn it around. And, uh, and so I had, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. It's kind of one of those Abraham moments. I get it that I'll get up and just about to preach and then God will go, oh, awesome. See, you were going to do it. You can go and sit down. So I thought, sweet, I got you. I know what you're doing. So I, I get into the aisle and I'm waiting for him to say, you can go and sit down. And he's going, go. And I'm going, oh, no, oh, no. Scared, like proper scared. And, uh, and so I just said, hey guys, my name's Daz. Could you take your headphones off? Everyone, headphones off. And I'm thinking, you're looking like an idiot. You're sounding like a lunatic. They're going to turn the plane around for sure. People, they were very kind because they all took their headphones off. And I said, hey, I was just sitting there actually and I just really felt God wanted me to tell you today that he loves you so much that he's got a plan for your life. And I'm looking at the flight attendants and they're just going, oh my goodness. <laughs> and as I was sharing, and again, one minute max, one minute 30, you know, I didn't waffle on for half an hour. As I was sharing, there was a, a guy about four rows down and I pointed at him. And I said, hey, bro, and he had two seats either side of him that were vacant. I said, hey, bro, 
I did that for you today, man. I got up on this plane today for you so you would know that Jesus loves you, man. And then I went and sat next to him. He goes, oh, that was pretty intense. And I go, yeah, hello. That was really scary, but I believe that God wanted me to do that for you. And he said, wow, that's, that's out of it. I said, bro, what's happening in your world? Why would God want me to do that today for you? He said, man, you're not going to believe this. He said, two weeks ago, I prayed because my mum and dad are Christians and I've walked away from Jesus. Two weeks ago, I said, God, if you're real, get someone to come and share with me. And I said, are you kidding, man? I could get arrested for this. I said, he loves you that much, man. I said, I've got to pray for you. I started praying for him. He's bawling his eyes out at 35,000 feet. In the air, he rededicates his life to Jesus. You see, that's the simplicity of the gospel. That's the power of the seed. That is the power of the seed. I'm here today because a, a preacher stood up and prophesied over me. He prophesied a seed into me. You see, I, I owed mum a bit of money. Praying mums. Who's a praying mum in here? Awesome. I'd rather have Isis chase me than my praying mum. She's amazing. I'm here because of the prayers of a praying mum, but I stole some money off her a few weeks ago. No, that was a joke. That was a joke. I stole some money off her 25 years ago. I had to go and pay some court fines and I thought with her car it would be a good idea to go to the Christchurch Casino. Emptied her account. She'd just recently become a Christian. It did my head in. She was telling me all the time she's praying for me. And uh, so she finds out the next day that she's got no money. I lost it all. And she said, right, you need to pay the money back and also you need to come to church with me. I was way more gutted that I had to pay the um, that I had to go to church with her, then I had to pay the money back. I was just going, are you serious? Like, how long do these things go for, man? And so I went along to church, and I, I was very prepared. I brought a surfing magazine with me, and I thought this would be cool. I sat at the very back, like the furthest from the stage, and I'm reading this Kiwi Surf magazine, and I'm just reading this thing, and the guy's up preaching, and he halfway through his preach, he stops, and he says, hey, sir, you down the back with the dreadlocks reading the mag. Come up here, son. And I just went, well, there's absolutely no way. I'm not going anywhere near you. Fucking cult. It's uh, going anywhere near him. There's no way. So he jumped off the stage and came to me. And he said, sir, God has called you to be an evangelist. And I went, oh, yeah, good, thanks. He said, an itinerant, international evangelist, get ready. You see, those words made no sense. I didn't know what an evangelist was. I didn't even know what itinerant meant. And on the way home, I said to mom, what, what's an evangelist? And she said, oh, I think they talk about Jesus to people that don't know Jesus. And I said, well, I don't even believe in God. How wrong was that dude? But you see, six months later, I walk into a church to meet girls and I meet God. I walked in a drug addict and I walked out a son. But here's the deal. As I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I remembered those words. I remembered that seed that he spoke into me, even though I was incredibly rude to him, even though I didn't take on board any of those words that he said. That's the power of the seed because now I travel right around the world as an evangelist preaching the gospel. You see, that seed that he spoke into my life changed my whole life. 
That's the power of the seed. And God wants to use you to be a seed scatterer every day.